Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. West Cork Beard Company make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great-looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty, West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice, or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie. Evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same. Old Arsenal, the same old Arsenal. It's the same old Arsenal. It's always the same old Arsenal over and over and over again. Um, last night, the same old Arsenal. Keep saying it. I Good name for a podcast, it. that Craig. Keep, oh, it's a genius <laughs> name for a podcast. I've always said it. I've always said it. Good evening to you all in the chat. How are you? Obviously, um, disappointed, I would say. If I could ask you all, please to like the video straight away um, if you're watching live, if you're watching this on catch-up, if you can hit the like button, if we could go for 500 likes uh, on tonight's video. Hello if you're watching on Facebook, hello if you're watching on Twitter. Lee will be here in a minute, don't panic. Um, he's been playing football. He's probably washing his hair. Washing his hair, in the shower, washing his hair. He will be here. <laughs> Link below in the description to our podcast sponsor, the West Cork Beer Company. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Let someone send your presents for you. Get on to Colin. Uh, the link below. Make a great Christmas present for someone. Uh, all handmade here uh, where we live in West Cork. Good friend of mine. It's his own business. Give him a hand. Um, businesses like him 
um, need a hand uh, during these times. Just as I say that, here he is. Look, oh, bottle of yop, bottle of probiotic, old <laughs> <laughs> bottle of yop. Uh, giving out an Arsenal fan TV last night about paying for stuff. Yeah, here he is with a new tracksuit top on. <laughs> <sighs> and now his sounds now gone. Can you believe it? What do I say to him every week? Reset your router before you come on. Reset your router before you come on. If you can hear me, go out, come back in, and reset your router. All right? You look like Max Headroom. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, I'm going to have to do a bit because I want him here. So I'm sorry now. I'm going to have to delay it even more because I want him here. I want us all in here. Um, so we either just sit here, I suppose, or we could say something. Look. Last, I'm not going to take anything away from Leicester City. They came to the Emirates, done a complete job on us. We fell into the trap. You could see it coming at half-time. I even tweeted it at half-time. If, uh, people who follow me saw the tweet. Get your money on 1-0 Jamie Vardy. Look, I can't. that's all I can do. I can only advise whether you take my advice. It's completely up to you. Did I do the bet? No. Because I haven't got any money to, to bet with. So, uh I didn't do it, but I'm sure someone someone must have done it um, and won themselves a few quid. Take nothing away from Leicester. They came to the Emirates, like I said, done a job on us. They went away with the three points. <laughs> I'm I I am getting worried now because, and I'll tell you why I'm getting worried. I'm getting worried now that we're seeing a one-dimensional Mikhail Arteta. That this is all he can do. Um, I'm getting worried now. It doesn't matter what players we bring in. This is what it's going to be like. Everyone's having a go at Lacazette last night, right? Yeah, okay. He missed a few. He, he missed a few chances. He should have, you know. He's had a goal disallowed, which changes the game completely. The goal should never have been disallowed. Uh, completely, a completely good goal. How it hasn't gone to VAR and how VAR hasn't checked it completely beyond me. We've been done again by VAR. But what's doing my nutting is, is this. We've got Pepe comes on the pitch, does absolute nothing. I've seen more balance on a baby giraffe. Aubameyang, I, I, I'm sick of this type of player. Aubameyang wants a gold Lamborghini, spray his hair red, have a party all the time, right? I want, I, I, I'm sick of it. I want a footballer that's going to come on on the pitch and play football, right? We've got Mercer Ozil sitting at home, getting paid 350 grand a week to play Fortnite. I've already mentioned Pepe. Thomas Party. How many times did he touch the ball last night? I didn't ever heard the commentator say his name five times. All right, it's his first game. Perhaps that's a bit harsh. But still, it's another one. I, I just do not know what is going on at Arsenal Football Club. Harry, can you please put some... I don't... Oh, tell me where it's going wrong. Are my are my worries? Um, should I be worrying? Are my worries correct? Am I wrong? Am I off the ball altogether, Harry? I think you're right to have concerns. I think every Arsenal fan out there has got some concerns about the way we're playing our football at the moment. We're very, you said it yourself. We're we're very one dimensional at the minute. We're struggling to create opportunities. You know, a lot of people were talking about how good Arsenal were in that first half yesterday. I thought we were okay, 
Um, I thought we created a few opportunities, but I still didn't think we were quite at the races in terms of, you know, really troubling Leicester City. Now, you've got to put it into context as well, because Leicester City, first of all, they're a decent side. Um, I know they had players missing yesterday, but it was very clear from the outset what their game plan was. Um, the fact that they went with Harvey Barnes as a makeshift centre-forward tells you all you need to know about what Brendan Rodgers' intentions were. But the fact that their intentions were so clear and we still fell into the trap is what I found most frustrating about last night's game. I think when the team came out an hour before kickoff and we all saw the team sheet, I don't think there was a single Arsenal fan out there who said, this is the wrong team. I think we all were excited by the prospect of seeing four at the back and a three-man midfield um, and that hopefully that would allow us to progress the ball a little bit more. That would allow us to create more opportunities. But it felt like a cowardly approach in the end because it was very clear that Granit Xhaka wasn't playing in the midfield. Granit Xhaka was playing like a third centre-back. And I have said that in the past, that as much as I think Mikel Arteta wants to switch to the four I do think there'll be games and there'll be situations where he will do that, where he'll deploy Xhaka as this kind of hybrid between a left centre-back and a centre-midfielder. But and, and and I've got no issue with that in certain situations, in certain games. <laughs> but <laughs> but when, you, when you are clearly facing a team who have no intention of crossing the halfway line, are clearly there to shut you out, then be brave, Arsenal. Push that granite Xhaka or whoever it is in that position. And people are going to say, I'm I'm just defending Xhaka. I'm not. I'm just, he's the example because he's the one that played out of position. Push him into the midfield. Add an extra body there. Take the game to your opponent. And you, you mentioned, Craig, that Thomas Partey didn't touch the ball. Thomas Partey had a diamond of Leicester players around him all the time. And he never had that support. And that extra man to to take some of the attention off him so that we could progress the ball into the midfield. I think the biggest concern about last night was that our most creative outlet was David Lewis from centre-back. Yeah. The two times we properly got in behind Leicester, it was when David Lewis looked up, pinged the ball out to the left flank to Tierney, and that was as good as it got for Arsenal. So, you know, I think Mikel Arteta has done a good job up to a point. He's got us to a, a position where we are stronger defensively, but the creativity thing is a massive issue. And I know that a, a lot of people don't like him. I know a lot of people want him out of the club. But for me, the, the noises around Mesut Ozil being left out of the squad, they're going to get louder and louder and louder with each passing week that Arsenal go out and put performances in like that. So, you know, you've got yeah. a question. You, no, no, no. But the thing is, mate, he's been in the team and done absolutely nothing. So... I don't think Mesut Ozil changes anything. I don't think that we've been this toothless in attack for a long, long time. And another factor to that as well, just finally, is we talk about the front three a lot and Lacazette wasn't very good last night. Aubameyang was not off. He was off the pace. I know he took some tablets during the game. I don't know if he was under the weather or whatever. But at the end of the day, how is that front three supposed to develop any understanding, any cohesion between themselves when it's different every week, the only constant is Aubameyang. Yeah. It's Lacazette. Then it's Nketiah. Then it's Willian, for God's sake, playing through the middle. And then you've got on the other side, it's Pepe sometimes. It's Willian sometimes. Sometimes it's Saka. You know, you look at Liverpool's front three, which is the benchmark. You look at Salah, Firmino, Mane. 
And part of the reason why they're so effective is because they all know each other inside out. They all know where where they're going to be moving to, the patterns that they like to play, whether they like it to feet over the top. And we are not finding that cohesion. So even Mikel, stick with one thing, give it some time, or you need to have a rethink. But it, it certainly wasn't good enough. A play Aubameyang down the middle. Um, I just want to bring these uh, donation questions. Thank you very much for your kind donation. We've got to start playing our best players in their best positions. The front three, the right centre-back, the right back, Pepe, Saliba, um, Angie Maitland-Niles, uh, Aubameyang centre-forward, Saka, William on the left. Not sure I agree with all of that, but I, I see where you're coming from. Um, thank you very much for your kind donation. That's $5. That is a, that's a double cheeseburger each at, uh, off the Eurosaver menu. Judges, how are we doing? You all right? I'm all right. You? Ah, oh, nah. I'll expect, tell you what. I'm... Well, I expect you're a little calmer than you were last night. On uh, yeah, I, yeah, I watched. I watched your interview. A 13 minute interview. That's got to be the longest one. Yeah, isn't it? I think so. It's a record for me, like you know. So, uh, uh, Leo, I was just before before like... you came on. Before you came on. Sorry to interrupt. Before you yeah. came on, I was saying to the lads, you know, it's it's okay to have. Everyone's having a go at Lacazette. And everyone's having a go at other different people, but I want to know why players like Aubameyang, Pepe. Um, I, I know Pepe come on as a sub, but I just said to the lads, I've seen more balance than a baby giraffe. Every time he gets a ball, he just doesn't. It's like he gets tangled up in his legs and he doesn't want to do with it. It's not the Pepe that I saw on the YouTube scout videos um, when he was <laughs> when, when he was signed. Um, you go in touching on your Arsenal fan TV interview about players not being good enough. Yeah, I'm 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 a big thing of this. Um, I, I've I've been quietly saying this for a few weeks that there's there's certain players ain't good. I, I don't think we've been playing well, and people keep saying, um, "Oh yeah, but you know we're getting results and all that." Like, but there there was prob there was problems here. You could see that there was problems, and. I, I just listen to what Harry was saying here, just touching it like, you know, you've got players playing out of position, not 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 one game, you know, playing one game, then not the next. You know, I, I don't understand that. You know, I, I have to say, like, just for instance, Cedric, let's just talk about Cedric. He plays Thursday night, right? And then he's not even in the squad. Yeah. Maitland Knowles is on the bench on, on the Europa League game. And then he's on the bench again on, on Sunday. I want someone to explain that to me. What's the point? What is the point of him being at this football club? You know, and, and I look at even people like um, Tierney. Let's have, a, let's have a little chat about him. I think he's doing okay. But one week he's playing in the back three as a left-sided defender. The next one he's playing wing-back. Then the next game he's playing left-back. You know, it's no cohesion to these players. And the, and the fact of the matter is, you know, it's the same mistakes that continue to happen. You know, Granite Shacker yesterday, I think Granite Shacker's done okay for us. But if we're going to be a really an elite side, he's not in the first team of that, you know, because he doesn't get around the park quick enough. You know, he couldn't make that recovery run. I'll tell you what, I've got to say this now. Gabriel has made such a big difference to us because he, he, he gets, across the, gets across the park really, really well. But then let's have a look at the recruitment. Right, let's have a quick look at our recruitment and anybody that's in charge. Now, I don't know how much they're earning, these guys, but you know, come on, right? 
They've got David Louise in there, and I just I totally agree with what Harry said there. When he went off yesterday, it was a disaster. That was it. We'd gone. We'd lost it. He was the one playing the pinging the balls across from right to left superbly. That defended okay. Let's just talk about that. He's got a year's contract. So in the long term, is he the answer? No. But in the short term, he is. So where is where's where's the central where's the central defender in the long term that's going to play alongside um uh, Gabriel? Where is he? Saliba? I'd rather see Saliba come on and make mistakes and learn than keep continuing to see Mustafi coming on and making the same mistakes that he has done for four or five years. And also, I'm not going to criticise Mustafi too much, but he wasn't even one week's training and he's straight back in the side. Come on. Where is the recruitment from that? You know, and people have said to me, well, Cedric can play at the central central defence. I'd rather see him play there because he's got a future at the club. You know, and I will go on about the goalkeeping situation. I said this last night, and it's nothing to do with Leno. It's nothing to do with Martinez. But this is the attitude of the football club. A player comes into the team from nowhere, from, from the reserves. Plays well week in, week out, every single game. Not making one mistake in that. Leading us to a cup final. The reward he got at the end of the season was to be sold. Then you've got other players playing crap week in, week out, doing the same mistakes, and they're playing for Arsenal Football Club again the following season. What does that tell you? What does it tell you? You know, and you can, no, no one can answer that. Mari, another one, great. He looks okay, injured. I wouldn't mind to see him play if he was if he was fit. Play him and Gabriel as the two central defenders. I don't care if what they're both left footed. If they're left-footed, it doesn't matter. Tony Adams and uh, Martin Keown were both right-footed. One played right, one played left. He's getting a partnership going. There's no partnerships across the whole team, from central defence to right-back to wide-right to left-back left to left to wing-back and whatever. Now, I looked at it yesterday, and, I, and, and the thing that really upset me more than anyone, I don't know if you spoke about this before, was that when that team come out, I was on a group chat with everybody and, you know, of all that. Yes, that is the team we want to see. This is it. This is it. 4-3-3. Three, three. We're going. This is it. This is it. We're playing up against a, a makeshift Leicester side. We're going to go in there. We're going to... Who's, who, who's the one that's going to be playing in, in the hole? Who's the one going to be further forward? They played in a straight line across the yeah. back. Ridiculous. Not one of them moved forward. And then you look at it like, you know, every time it goes... Now, people say compare you to Liverpool all the time, right? And this is starting to frustrate me as well. Liverpool's front three are allowed to do what they like. And then when that ball goes up there, they nine times out of ten, they deliver. They do things. Every time the ball goes up to our front three, it's breaking off of them. It's coming off. They're, they're picking it up. Uh, Lacazette yesterday is getting pushed away off the ball because he's not big enough and strong enough. That's not his fault, but that's the way it is. And then, I, I, I you know, you see that those things are happening. And then you, you, you go, right, OK. Well, let's compare ourselves to Liverpool. It takes so much time, this and this and that. 
Mane, I think he's one of the best players in the Premier League. Like, was he overpriced when we first, when we, when Liverpool first bought him? Damn well he was. Sure. He's 35 million, everybody's going, oh, choking at the bit. But Liverpool, not like us, have got a vision. Hold on a minute. If he does the business, he's going to be worth 50, 60 million. Not only that, he's going to take us to what we're going to do. We haggle and moan over over free um over free um uh, a transfer for a while. And then, we're, you know, he could be worth 50, 60 million pounds in the future. But we don't do it. Now, everybody's saying that we're all losing all of, all of our stuff at the moment. Like, you know what I mean? This is not just one game. It's a build-up of three or four games there's, of frustration. There's people, in, there's people in the comments here saying that we're overreacting. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, we'll put, yeah, because, listen, if you can't overreact as a fan... Then, 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 then don't be a fan because you, that is part of being a fan. When you win, you overreact. When you lose, you overreact. That is part and parcel of being a fan. You know, you know I'm, I'm pretty sure that Mikel Arteta is not overreacting and whatever because they're professionals and they're doing their job, you know. So I, I, I do agree. Listen, if you want to look at it from, from the point of not overreacting, we're four points off of the top, top of the table, like, you know. That's, that's how you how to say, like, you know. But these ones here that are saying that just don't overreact, that's fair enough, right? Come back on here after Man United, and if we've lost to that game of Man United, come back and say what you're going to say. You know what I mean? Because if we don't beat Manchester United, this is the, it's, it's a combination of this game and the next game and goes on. And I'm and not having also, a go just, people... just to come into you there, Lee, I'm not having a go at anyone in the comments saying that, but it's... it's no, 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 not at all. The thing about it is, where the overreaction comes from is the frustration. If we'd have won last night, we'd have been in the top four, a point off the top. Yeah, and then we yeah, wouldn't be overreacting. We'd all yeah, be but... sitting there going, isn't this great? It's frustrating, Harry. How many times have we all sat down to watch a football match, to watch Arsenal play where we need to win a game to get into the top four and look like we're, we're, we're coming back into things. How many times do we have to sit here and watch an Arsenal team need a win to, get, to, to move up into the top four and they blow it every single time? It is so frustrating. And that is where the overreaction comes from, for me anyway. I was like an antichrist last night in this house. As soon as the final whistle went, my kids went to bed and my wife went to bed because they knew what was going to happen. Got the ump yeah. with everyone. I got the ump with a dog. He's looking at me. What have I done wrong? Fuck off. Get away from me. Do you know? It's so frustrating. Dan. Talk to us. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Take off moot would be nice, wouldn't it? Um... <laughs> I asked you to leave me till last tonight because I want to hear what these boys are going to say. Lee judges is spot on with everything he's just said about the frustration of some of these players. And I think that we have still got Arsene Wenger players in this side and they ain't good enough. They are not good enough. And yet again, they've proven last night that they're not good enough. Lacazette, or lack of threat, as I call him, absolutely shambolic. Yeah, absolutely shambolic. If you are given a pass from Kieran Tierney and you're asked to tap it in with your head from three yards and you cannot do better than what he did, I don't want to see you in the team. And people sit there and say, free goals though, Dan. Free goals though. I don't care. The guy has offered us nothing on the table for weeks now and he's still being picked. Arteta has got so much loyalty for these Arsene Wenger players and that's the one thing I'm going to call him out on. He has got so much loyalty. Lee's touched on it. Mustafi. 
Mustafi comes on. Yeah. Harry's right, by the way. Luiz was our most creative player at 34 years old as a centre-back. What does that tell you? Yeah. And people say, oh, we have got creativity. We have not got creativity if he is the only creative one. But then saying that, we have a couple of chances that are completely and utterly like screwed over, screwed up, basically, by a player who's so low in confidence in lack of threat. And then you've got someone who, for whatever reason, is getting to the stage where he now can't hold the ball up either, can't link up play, gives away the most ridiculous fouls, but he's still in the team every week playing up front. I don't understand it at all. I can't see what he's doing at the moment. Then I look at the Aubameyang situation and I'm thinking, if you give Aubameyang a chance, he's going to score it. Yeah, you've got more faith in him scoring than Lacazette, in my opinion. OK, I am fine with Aubameyang on the left. But only if there is a centre forward that gets you the goals. And we have not got that at the moment. We have got our best centre forward playing out of position. And it's not only him that's out of position. We're playing Tierney at left wing back, then left centre back. We're playing players like Chaka at centre back. I mean, Chaka, I wouldn't even have him on the pitch, let alone in, in centre back. It's embarrassing watching this. You've got Maitland Niles sitting on the bench. What is that guy supposed to do to get a game? I have no idea. I think Thursday night, let's put him in. No, we'll have Cedric and Kalasanach ahead of Maitland Niles. So I'm asking questions of Arteta. I like the guy. I'm going to stay loyal to him and I'm going to keep the faith. But I'm asking questions because I don't quite understand any of this. Now, what I'll say about Arteta, people are saying he doesn't understand his best 11. Does anybody on here? Because I don't. So he's scratching his head. He's thinking, what can I do with these dreadful players? Look at these players that Arsene Wenger kept so much faith in that he is now learning off of. He is now looking at that thinking, I'm going to have to stick with Chaka. I'm going to have to stick with Mustafi coming on. I'm going to have to stick with Bellerin, Lacazette. All of these players, apart from Ozil, were Arsene Wenger players. That he's getting Kalasanakras on again the other night. I'm thinking, come on, man. Why are we still seeing this? Let's look at, let's just try something different with some of the youngsters. We've seen what these players can do for four years now. Four years, they've been dreadful. What are we expecting them to turn them around and be good? They're not going to be. Where was Smith Rowe on Thursday night? Mm. Give him a go. Yeah. Just give him a go. See He's what happens. Fit, see what happens. Yeah. Just see what happens. It might go wrong. It might be awful. Nelson hasn't really cut the mustard for me, but at least give him a go and see what's going on. Because at the moment, I'm looking at the thing, scratching my head, thinking, I don't think I can see much more of this team in a moment because all of these seniors are letting us down yet again. How bad was Danny Ceballos last night, by the way? Absolutely atrocious. We've got three midfielders standing in a straight line, not knowing what they're doing. They have no idea who's going forward, no idea who's going back. It's a mess at the moment, the whole thing. So I am going to call out the manager because at the moment, he's the one that we've got to blame for picking this side and putting the tactics together. Brendan Rodgers must have been absolutely rubbing his hands together. He must have been sitting there thinking, right, boys, we've got not really a bit of a depleted side tonight, but we have got Vardy for later. So just keep <coughs> it a nil-nil, yeah? Be compact and then we'll hit him on the break and we'll score one goal. That's all we need is one chance. And what will happen is Arsenal will have 15 chances and they won't score because they haven't got reliable enough forwards. What happened? How easy was that? Straight away, Chaka loses his man. Mustafi, clueless, goal. Haven't seen that, what we've seen that every year for the last four four years. Well, it's just the what? same it's... mistakes from the same players, man. It's Lots driving me insane. 
not to come to Mustafi's defence or anything, it was actually Gabriel that let Vardy go. But anyway, Gabriel, yeah, um, Gabriel was to blame as well. But we're looking at the set. This these these players that are the same name. This, 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 this is the thing, though, Craig. This is the thing, though. We we keep saying it's the same old players because even when it isn't the same old players, people make it out that it is those players because people want to have a go at them. Now, Mustafi, as Lee said, hasn't trained. He's trained for a few days. He was not expecting to play yesterday. It was unfortunate that David Lewis got the knock. He had to replace him. If anybody expected Shkodran Mustafi to be at the top of his game, having not played for so long, then they're deluded, number one. Number two, Alex, Alex Lacazette missed, for me yesterday, one unforgivable chance. One. The rest of them, or if they were, you know, they were half chances for me. He missed one unforgivable chance. The fact is that whoever plays centre-forward for Arsenal at the moment is playing a very lonely position. And the reason Mikel Arteta doesn't put Aubameyang there is because the same thing will happen to Aubameyang. Let's be honest. He'll be crowded out against a low block. He won't have space to I run. I think he would have missed that from three yards, Harry. Aubameyang. No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. But what I'm saying is players can well, miss chances. Martinelli would have missed that. We've, we've seen Aubameyang miss sitters before as well. Like True. someone can miss one sitter. And it doesn't mean like they're a disaster. You know, we talk about sort of like Dan keeps saying uh, this, the Wenger players, the Wenger players, you know, these guys, the Wenger players, they're the ones that are letting us down. Well, Mikel Arteta has come in. He's shipped out two midfielders. And guess what? They were both Emery midfielders. Guendouzi, Torreira, both of them out the door. First thing. So there is a reason behind some of the things he does. Look, I'm concerned about the lack of creativity I am concerned that we're becoming a little bit one-dimensional. But until you completely change the squad, until you completely wipe out all traces of the previous team that failed, you're still going to have these nights. You're still going to have nights where it doesn't go your way, people make mistakes, and you end up in a bad position. Now, for me, we can overreact. And I think a lot of people are getting upset at the fact that we've lost three games already in the Premier League. But let's put that into context. We've lost at Liverpool, we've lost at City, and we've been beaten by a side who narrowly missed out on the top four last season, which is where we are trying to get to. Now, the fixtures don't get any kinder for us in the next few weeks. We've got some really difficult games. But you've got to act with, when you're looking at something like this, you've got to put it into context and you've got to look at over the whole course of the season. I, for one, am delighted that we've got Liverpool way out of the way, that we've got Manchester City out the way, that we've got one of the games against Leicester out of the way. Yes, there are problems. Yes, there are things that need addressing. Yes, there are areas in which we need to improve. And I was as frustrated as anybody yesterday. I think this was probably the 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 Mikel Arteta defeat that frustrated me the most because it felt like it was obvious what was going to happen. And that's what makes it irritating. But I mean, the players we've got are the players we've got. And, you know, shooting them down at every opportunity, I, I I don't see how that's helpful. I know there aren't fans in the stadium at this moment in time, but Good. every single, every single one of us, every single one of us has just said, you know, that um, I lost my trailer for there. Every single one of us has said that, you know, we need to improve. We all acknowledge that. But, you know, we've all said as well that Gabriel lost Vardy as well, but no, nobody wants to talk about that. Why not? doesn't mean Gabriel's a shit signing if I say that he lost someone yesterday. 
You know, it happens. Nobody can keep up with Jamie Vardy. That's the whole point. That's why he's an elite striker. But also the point that Danny raises in the chat as well, and none of us have even discussed it, which shows you that to a degree we have let our emotions run away with us. There was nothing wrong with that goal that we scored. Yeah, and if that, goal, if that goal counts, then it's a completely different game. Leicester can't sit back like that. Yeah, you, you might have mentioned it. I, I missed that. No, but... I didn't. Mind. I did. Oh, he did. I missed it. <laughs> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, in that instance, you score the first goal, the game is completely different. So, yes, it was frustrating, but come on, let's not let's not pretend that we haven't improved in some ways under Mikel Arteta because we have. Oh, and and Harry, we've, got to, we've got to understand that. Harry, 100 percent This 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 is not a uh, for me, certainly not. Uh, I, I, and I've seen it on Twitter. A lot of people having a go at Emery. Uh, sorry, um, Arteta. This is not a, a, a banger drum at Arteta because there are there have been massive improvements. You know, we're hard harder to beat. You know, there's no two ways about that. We're defending a lot more solid than what we we ever done for a very very long while. I think. You know, but what what it what it is is what what's 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 happened is that he's. I think what's happened with him he's afraid to lose games and so he's being too cautious and I, I, I think that maybe that's a little bit of inexperience you know what I mean or whatever on his part but there have been some massive improvements last season we won the FA Cup which was fantastic people don't realise but when we won the FA Cup Lacazette was on top form Abamyang was on top form Sobias was unbelievable in that midfield Shaka was playing really really well well it tells me one thing that we're probably more of a cup team than a league team, you know, and we've got to trans translate that cup form into league form, and it's a different animal. You, as you will know, that it's a different breed, it's a different mentality. You've got to grind out results, win games, um, not lose games, draw games, and things like that. Like you know, and I think that that's where we've got to. There's got to be a little bit of a transition. I agree with what people say. Listen, the goal changes that game. This I don't want to start harping on about. Oh well, if we'd have got that four minutes into the game, we're one nil up. We'd have been, we'd have, we'd have, um, we'd have been, uh, been laughing and great and all that. But in saying that, the goal wasn't given for whatever reason. It wasn't given. That you know, you still got eighty six minutes to break a team down that have, have come there to defend. You know, and the reason that we lost yesterday was because Leicester had firepower that West Ham and Sheffield United hadn't had. You know, Sheffield United had chances against us, and West Ham had chances. Okay, they missed them. Vardy had one chance, bang. Now, I, I think somebody, you know, like um, Lacazette, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I think that, I think he's done, he was doing well up until till the chance he had against Liverpool. And then, he, then, then uh, if I believe him, believe him right, he was playing really well up until the game against Liverpool. He was left out against Liverpool. Then he comes on and misses two chances. I think he's knocked his confidence a little bit. I think it's knocked his confidence. You I know, and I look at that and I think... While, I think he's been bad oh, for a right, while. Yeah, right, you know what I mean? And you think like, I look at that and I think to myself, well, okay, right, yeah. Yes. But it ain't, it, ain't, it ain't helpful. As Harry said earlier on, when you keep leaving people in and you keep taking them out, putting them in there, play your front three that you feel that you're going to be be, be happy with. But Arteta, you know, has bought uh, Willian. He's, he's done nothing since he's come to the club. So it's not all... Mikel Arteta's fault. There are players here that have, have, have got to take responsibility as well. And I think that's where we've got to say to ourselves, and this is my frustration with everything, 
is why the players are not good enough. The players like uh, Aubameyang, you know, what has done absolutely nothing in these last few games. He's been very, very quiet. Get hold of the ball and make something happen, you know, and, and, and do something, you know. And I look at it, I don't know about you, but everybody's going, oh, uh, Vardy's going to come on and score. He's going to come on and score. He's going to do this and going to do that, like, you know. When, but no one's saying that about Pepe when he comes on, a £72 million player. Oh, he's going to come and turn it on and do the business. Oh, no, nothing's done. And I think with Pepe, I think this is a real, real thing. We keep going about Emery players or or, or Lacazette players, uh, sorry, um, Wenger players. Mikel Arteta, Pepe is not a, a Mikel Arteta signing. He's not one of these players that he's that he's signed, you know. So he hasn't probably got the loyalty to him that he probably would have with somebody else. Uh, and but but at the end of the day, seventy-two million pound player. Right, that we bought. What, what do you do with this seventy-two million pound player? You've got. I think now you've got to go right. Put an arm around him and try and get the best out of this player. Say to him, "You're the best. You're my main man. You're the one. You're the way." But he hasn't done that with him. What he's done is he's brought in a free transfer in William and dropped him. He's put out uh, Lacazette out there. He's even like left. You know, and I, and I think at the end of the day. If, you, if you're going to play him, you're going to, you've got, we've got to get a tune out of this. We've got to get a tune out of Pepe. If we don't, we're in trouble. £72 million player. You've got to somewhere along the line get the Now, Mikel Arteta's job is not only setting up a team and getting things right in a, in a system. He's also got to make these players better. And I look at it and I think, well, who has he made better? He's made defensive players better. He's certainly done that. But with the attacking players, I don't think he's quite got that. And that's the balance that he's got to get. He's got to bring that balance around and make that happen. And he's not done that. And I, and, and that is the thing. I think that Awar was a big, big loss to I think that, you know, that was the one that he wanted. I think he wanted more than more than party with that, if I'll be honest, because he knew that he, he needed that. And you ever look at other things and, and you might not can rate uh, El Nenny. But I thought he's every time he's played for us, he's done okay. He's played well. But why, why, why are we saying to him, "Well, you, 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 you're in an and out player, but 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 Bellerin, you're not. You're a, you're a regular, or Shaka, you're a regular, uh, Lacazette, you're a regular. Why, why is there certain players that are allow, allowed to have bad games, and other players, whether they play well or not, are allowed in the team? That's my question. It's not having a go at him. I just want to know why. I've got the same question, Lee. Exactly the same. One of the things you can, and and don't get me wrong, like I say it again, I'm not, I'm nowhere near Mikel Arteta out, so I don't want anyone to take it this way. But one of the things that you can probably ask the question about Mikel Arteta is his man management at times. Um, you know, people talk about him being ruthless about leaving players yeah, that's out. Great and that he should, you know, leave Shaka out or he should leave Mustafi out of contention or whatever. But he has been ruthless when it's come to others. And that's what I find frustrating is that there are yes. times where he shows that ruthlessness and you think, Jesus, this guy means business. He's not messing around. And then there were, uh, are other players who seem to get away with murder. And I think you probably see that. Um, someone suggested that maybe Maitland Niles has been left out because... He spoke quite supportively of, about Mesut Ozil last week, which is, you know, it's clear that the, the rest of the players, they don't feel the same way. 
Um, you know, they all commented on on some of his social media posts with sort of like supportive comments. Do you think that maybe the issue that is going on currently with that is having an impact on who Mikel selects, who he thinks is um, someone that could be here for the long term, etc.? I don't know. But I, I do think the man management side may be a little bit lacking. I think when Judge said about Pepe, you were spot on, clearly down on confidence, clearly down on confidence. So you pick him. He, you know, he comes on against Sheffield United. He, he essentially changes the game for me. And then he's in and out of the side again. And then Lacazette, who started the season really well in terms of his goal scoring figures. Nobody can deny that. I think it's three in five Premier League appearances. And then he finds himself in and out of the side. So that is part of man management, isn't it? And I think that could be a bit of an issue at Arsenal at the minute. Are we in a situation where I'm not saying the players don't believe in his overall sort of direction and, and where he's taking the team, but it feels like his relationships with certain individuals might be a little bit strained and it's still very early to have that kind of issue. I don't know. I'm just speculating. We've got to do something with this front three. We've got to do something with this front three. I just want to ask one question. One question about about Arteta. Just can I just ask one question about Arteta? And I I agree. All all about his man management, right? (laughs) If a player, yeah, comes up to you in the summer and says, I'm off at next season and he and you try and sell him all, all the time, why should he get loyalty over players that have said that they're going to stay at the club and want to fight yeah. for a place? That's what I don't understand. That, that is a thing that I cannot understand. And, and you know, I, I, I'm sick of the Mesut Ozil thing, if I'll be honest, right? But have the man and guts to come up to it and tell him what, what, it, what it's all about. If, he's, if it's because of whatever it's to do with, let's have the truth, let's get it all out there, Let's get him at sold, moved on, and least everybody knows. For Mikel Arteta to come out and say it's for footballing reasons that he's not in the side, right? Yeah, I can deal with that. But why is for footballing reasons is someone like Mustafi, who's turned around and said, I'm not going to sign a new contract, still in that squad? One rule for one, one rule for another. And I do believe that Mikel Arteta is ruthless with certain players. The ruthlessness of this man for someone like Guendouzi, yeah? Where's the ruthlessness for other players? He couldn't, you know question. I mean? You know, the game against Brighton, he hasn't, we've not seen him since. You know what I mean? And I, I think there is a little bit of that in, in Mikel Arteta, like, you know what I mean? And, and I feel that there's, there's certain things with players, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, I agree, Aubameyang's got to start every, every game. But like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Shaka plays week in, week out, don't matter what, like, I'm not having a go at Grant Shaka, I'm just saying, like, you know, I mean, he's in there week in, week out. El Nenny's left out, or somebody else is left out. And I just feel that, you know, is there a problem? Is there a problem with if you was a senior player? I don't know. Let's just, I'm just hyperfeeling it. You know, look at um Look how he's treated Mesut Ozil. I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. Is, is that the right thing? You know, do they? They must have a group chat or, or chat on the. Or, you know, in the hotel or something. Is that the right? Is that the right way to treat somebody? Is that the right way? Right, right way to treat Gwendouzi, a young kid. Is that the right way to treat Maitland Niles because he's come out and spoke about Mesut Ozil? So we're leaving him out. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with these things. But you know, 
it, it seems there's one rule for one and one for another, like, you know, and, and I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, I've always said it. The Mercer Ozil thing, Mikhail Arteta has come out and said it's for footballing reasons. It's a lie. It's a lie. A massive lie because there is no, as much as, as much as what's going on with Mercer Ozil at the moment, right? And as much as I don't like the way he's, like the way, I, as much as I don't like the way he carries himself, his Twitter game is top, though. You got to say, I actually blocked him because he was actually making me cross. Um, there is no footballing reason why Mercer Ozil shouldn't be in this team right now. There ain't one footballing reason why he shouldn't be in this team. He should be in this team because obviously we're lacking the creativity in the squad. Well, well, no, he should be. He should be in the team. Are you telling me that? Are you telling me that Danny Ceballos should be in the team ahead of Mercer Ozil? Well, no, because I'll tell you what, it's, it's no good playing Mesut Ozil in, in, in a free-line midfield. But don't you find but, it yeah, frustrating? He, that? he wouldn't be. What Mikhail Arteta is, that, that what happened there last night, I don't know. Danny Ceballos should, surely should have been more the, the offensive midfielder in the middle. Of course he should be, but why isn't he? Well, this is, the, this is the manager's, that's the question the manager needs to answer. Um, I also think it's got a bit to do with the, the age-old problem at Arsenal. There's no one challenging for Granit Xhaka's place. There's no one challenging for Aubameyang's place. There's no one challenging for Lacazette's place. There's no one challenging for Luez's place, Tierney's place, Hector Bellerin's place, Leno's place. So why do they have to up their game and play? Because no one's going to come in. It's a great point. There's no one there. There's no one there to come in. This is the team that come eight from Ember Boys. This is a a poor side. So. We are trying, to, I'm trying to look at something different. Just give me something different, yeah? Like Lee says, William Saliba. Like, we look at Fofana last night. He was the one that, um, that he, Saliba, we went for ahead of Fofana at Sanetti. And he walked straight into the side against Leicester and he looks quite decent, yeah? Why can't we give that chance to Saliba? There must be something going on there behind the scenes, surely. Because if you can't get ahead of Mustafi when he's injured or, or Rob Holding, then I worry how good the guy is. When you look at some of the other positions in the lack of creativity, just try something different. Just put Saka in there. At, I don't like number 10s. Yeah? I've said it on here loads of times. But if you have to try it to get something for going forward, then bring Saka into the mix and just see what he's like there. Because I think he's been one of our most threatening in the last few he games. He's done well last night, by the way. Yeah, listen, he's 19 and he's the only player I'm looking at giving any kind of threat going forward. Everyone else is just clueless at the moment. And our front three needs changing. And like Harry says, it's been switched around, switched around, switched around. We need to just pick three that you think works and stick with it. If Lacazette isn't working, go with Aubameyang down the middle, play Saka on the left. And if you want to uh, put your faith in Pepe like people want to give him a bit of confidence, then stick with him on the right, even though I prefer to see him down the middle personally. Just stick with that, see what happens. Give him four or five games. And if it isn't working after four or five games, then change it. We're chopping and changing it every week. I couldn't pick a best 11 and neither can he because I don't think he trusts enough of these players. They're not good enough. He wanted to be backed in the window so that he could go and get the Hossam Awards, the Thomas Parties, the Zahas, but we didn't have the money. So we've got to stick with these players and they are not about, good enough. Sorry, Dan, to come in, in top here. I'm it. really sorry to interrupt you. What about young, um, young Smith-Rowe? Yeah, I said this. Where I mean, was he like, on the other night? Like They were saying he's not fit or whatever, but try something different. Just try something. We've seen that there is some issues around some of these players. Look, Joe Willock, 
uh, Eddie Nketiah and Reese Nelson all need a loan move, yeah, because at the moment they're not really going to sort of be looking to cut the mustard. But we have to keep them involved in the squad because we haven't really got the personnel at the moment. We haven't got the squad strength in depth. So give them a go and just see what's the worst that can happen because at the moment I don't look at Pepe or like Ceballos and think, well, they're, they ain't getting nowhere near this first eleven because look how good they're performing. So we need to be telling these players, look, we're not going to accept you playing like this if you're not going to raise your game, I'm going to put one of the youngsters in. And yeah, it might go wrong. They might not be great. You say to Saliba, look, come in. We'll give you time. Alongside Gabriel, you're right-footed. Gabriel's left-footed. That's my future partnership. If you mess up, I'll give you time. Like Harry says about Gabriel messing up and no one give, no one, no one gets on his back. That's because it's the first mistake that he's made in an Arsenal shirt. These players have been making mistakes week in, year in, year out for four or five years now. So I'm going to be slating them. It's like when Leno makes that one mistake or two mistakes, whatever you want to call it. I wasn't slating the guy because it's the first time we've seen him drop a couple of balls, which by the way, goalkeepers do and they make. And we saw Martinez make one and the other day and everyone kept quiet, funny enough, about that one. Didn't want to mention that one against Villa, but they're happy to stay. You didn't keep goalkeeper. quiet about it. You didn't keep quiet. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Bloody hell, I, I had a message within seconds of it even. Ha- I don't even forget it happened yet. And Dan had yeah. sent us a message. Of course I did, because this is the point. I want to be looking at Martinez's performance and saying, oh, he drops the ball as well then, does he? Apparently he was invincible when he was at Arsenal, yeah, but, but he makes mistakes. the first thing Leno done yes- yesterday. The third no, I give you that. I give you that. Yesterday. I give you that. And that, there's a you problem know, there with mentality if that is going to continue to happen. And if it continues to happen, Lee, I'll get on his back, like I have with Mustafi and Chaka, who have been doing it for four seasons straight. And I'll be exactly the same. But at the moment, I'm looking at Gabriel. I'm not going to slate the kid. I think he's been fantastic. Not- and again, we I'm ask questions. To, though. I'm again, not telling ask... you to have a go at, oh. at Gabriel. I'm just saying that, be fair and, and speak about the goal. I'm not even saying that Gabriel was fully to blame for the goal. I don't think he was. But no, he, came across. he had to come across. He had yeah, to come across. He has to come across. All I'm saying is that there's a lot of... There, you can look at... You can analyse a goal and you can look at so many things and say... This could have happened, which would have prevented it. This could happen. This could happen. All I'm saying is we got to be consistent with that. And I'm not saying that I want to have a go at, at Gabriel. Of course I don't. And he gets obviously more leeway because he hasn't done it before and he's new and all that stuff. But this kind of thing we've got as Arsenal fans where we beat certain players over the head all the bloody time, it isn't Do you not think it's justified, though, Harry? Anyway. Do you not think it's justified? The I think some seasons? of it is justified, but I, yeah. I think your OTT on Mustafi, I think your OTT on Shaka, I think your OTT on Kalasinac, I think there's a group of players that you are almost mate. waiting for them to slip up so I've that you can agree. make a thing about it. I've got to agree with Dan. Shaka and Mustafi. He was dreadful last night again. Yeah, but look, listen, Shaka hasn't been bad all the time. I, 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 he wasn't I, even I, bad I, last night. He wasn't even bad last night. He was on the ball. No, he was playing as a left centre-back. He probably touched the ball more than anybody else. I can remember him giving it away maybe once. He got roasted by someone who is... uh, Genghis Unda is a pace merchant and Granit Xhaka isn't. I mean, why are we looking at that and going... You know, Granite Jack yeah, is at oh, for that. Yeah. Call, him a pace, call, call, call that kid a pace merchant. He come on, he, he come on and change the game in Leicester's favour. He won him. The yeah, game. I think what I'm saying is he's got the pace, and Jacker has yeah. it. You can't inject him with pace and say, "Come on, Granite, you're going to start keeping up with Usain he's, Bolt next he's, week." He's not, he's not like that. He's not good enough. He ain't good enough. He's he ain't good, good enough. enough. Neither is Mustafi. We've seen it for years, man. The only reason he plays is because there's no one else. 
Exactly. Exactly that. I think also, you, you, like, I, I think it's now. I, I, I've seen it in the chat a little bit today. Like, uh, is it time? You know, let's have a look at this Balogun up front. I, I like, I'd rather see him up front now than than something. Give him a go. You know, uh, listen. The other thing about um, I'm going to say this about Arteta. Like, you know, there's people in the chat going, "Oh, I can't wait for Martinelli to come back." He never played. Oh, he played Martinelli when he was um, nah. when he first got into the side. Arteta. Crazy. So that's that's a big worry. That's a big worry for me because at the end of the day, he was absolutely like flying until Mikel Arteta came into the side and he was leaving him out. I was getting frustrated with that. So there are things that Mikel Arteta needs to to, to, to sort out. I, listen, at the end of the day, Shaka, in my opinion, Shaka's not our main priority to, for, for, for players to come out. We've got to get... I think you got you play Shaka and Partey as your two midfield players and you play Danny Sabias in front of them or a Saka or... A, a, a Smith Rowe or somebody like that in front of them there. And if one of them two gets injured or you want to give them a rest, you bring in El Nini. And you've got that that uh, partnership then and of, of how it goes. What we what we sadly lacked yesterday was someone getting the ball and going past the first press of a block of five mm. and then making things happen. We did not have it. And why it was going on, you could they were comfortable all the time. And as Harry just said, they brought on their two players to to, to win them the game. That's, that was their game plan. It was it was there to sit in there, their Arsenal pushing on forward and their hit us on the break. And then, you know, it worked a treat. But the fact of the matter is, I don't, and I'm going to stick up for the forwards here because if you're a forward and you're only getting one chance in a game, you know, you're going to snatch at it. You know what I mean? You, you know, you, but if he was like, uh, I, I don't know, uh, a Thierry Henry or, or somebody like that, who missed chances, by the way, like Ian Wright did. You know what I mean? They've all missed them. But he knew that there was players in the team that he'd get another one come along in a minute. I don't see that without, you know, oh, my God, yeah. you know what I mean? We ain't going to get another chance. So I'm, I've got to make sure I put this in. Otherwise, oh, I snatch it. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying that that could be a possible possibility. It's a massive factor, you know? massive factor. And I just feel that, yep. you know, we're... We're, we're, we're not making enough chances at the end of the day to go. Now, listen, if Arsenal would have played like Leicester yesterday, right, and ended up losing 1-0 like we have done, there would be, everybody would be going mad. But because, oh, it's Arsenal. Leicester, there's a little bit less pressure on their players. I don't care what anybody says than when you're playing for Arsenal. There's a different, there's a different pressure. There's a different pressure when you play for Arsenal or Man United or, or one of the big boys. That, that is a fact. If you're that comes down to weak state, mentality again, Lee. It's weak mentality well, again, Lee. It's weak mentality, but you've got to have a certain mentality to play for the big teams. You have. You know what I mean? There's you've a, got to have pressure. that. There's a pressure playing for a club like Arsenal. You're expected to win pretty much every single game that you go out on the field for. That You don't have that as a Leicester manager. Brendan Rodgers, if he had lost that game 1-0 last night, would people be calling for Brendan Rodgers to lose his job? No, they wouldn't. But Mikel Arteta loses that game because he's managing the Arsenal, not Leicester City, and it's a completely different picture. You know, it, this is where the, we talk about weak mentality. That there's a, it's, I don't think it's weak mentality necessarily. I think it's a pressure that these players are not cut out to cope with. You know, it's just there's a type of pressure that comes with playing for a big club where you're expected to win every game that you play. You see it at Real Madrid all the time. 
You see their own fans pulling out white handkerchiefs when they're not playing very well and things like that. That kind of pressure, it only comes from big clubs. You don't get it at the Leicesters. You don't get it at the Southamptons. You know, those managers to a degree in certain games, in probably half their games of the season, they got a free pass. And you've got to, you know, we can talk about these players and, and I agree some of them are not cut out for it. They've proved it time and time again. But this pressure doesn't help as it is. And then when we pile more pressure on, uh, you know, and and at times, not all the time, but at time go OTT, then that just adds to the problem. You know, we can talk about, for example, sort of Leicester's game plan yesterday. If, you know, if Mikel Arteta had done what he, he has done it against some of the bigger teams where he's parked the bus essentially. But if we had done that last night, we might have got a point. We might have even nicked the game on the counter-attack but you wouldn't accept that as an Arsenal fan against Leicester. So it's it's a completely different mindset. It's a completely different job and it's a completely different picture. And that's that's the bottom line. You know, everybody's going on about Brendan Rodgers outfoxing out Mikel Arteta last night. That's not true. That's not true. That anybody, anybody who's watched Arsenal in the last month or so knows that they've got a problem with creativity. Goes and parks the bus doesn't have his best striker available, so plays it a little bit cautious with the intention always from the very beginning of playing him for the last half an hour or so. He even said it in his pre-match interview, Brendan Rodgers. He goes, yes, Vardy will play a part tonight. It was all like, it's not a masterclass what Brendan Rodgers done. And let's have it right. Everybody sort of, I've seen Arsenal fans today telling me that they wish we got Brendan Rodgers. Who's Brendan Rodgers? He bottled the Premier League title with Liverpool. His career hit rock bottom. He had to go to Celtic to rebuild it at a club where you're going to piss the league every season. He come back to Leicester. He's, he's done okay. He's done a decent job at Leicester. Oh, I think you're being harsh on him. No, I don't. I, I don't. I, I think Literally, that Brendan Rodgers Harry. has been tactically, tactically bleh, lost my words, naive throughout his managerial career. And I don't see when he just clicked his fingers and became a Carlo Ancelotti. Ain't the case. No, I, listen, I, I think, you know, you're doing them a disservice there. You've got to have a certain attitude to play for Celtic when you're going to go and win every game. So you've got to be, uh, you've got to get the play. You're playing against teams where everybody's got to be is going to be up for you, and you've got to go there to, to full Kirk and places like that and be up for it and make sure you win the games. He's done that from for a couple of seasons, three or four seasons, kept churning out results, churning out results. I think that 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 takes a certain type of of manager and character to do that. I think he's done a fantastic job at Leicester. Fantastic job at Leicester. He's done a fantastic job at Swansea and the only way and, 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 and realistically pushed Liverpool a lot closer to title than any Arsenal manager has done over the last 10 years. So I, I feel you're a little bit harsh on him and I think at the end of the day he's doing a great job there. I'm not saying that he's, he's going to be there for Arsenal but we're, we're, we're we're saying we, we don't want Mikel, uh, sorry, we don't want Brendan Rodgers because he's done this and that. And we've got Mikel Arteta who's done nothing. Yeah. Apart from apart from pick up cones for Pep, if we'd be honest about it. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what we've done. But I'm not having a gun, I'm just saying that's what we've done. I think at times Arsenal fans can be a little bit um snobberish about things. I would have took Brendan Rodgers. I'd have like, I, I would have I would have liked to have seen Brendan Rodgers. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. In Arteta's defence, in Arteta's defence, Manchester City haven't been Manchester City since he's been. No, but listen, I, but this is, I, I think Mikel Arteta do, will do a good. Listen, 
I, it I, is an all Arteta now. It is an all Arteta. I just think with Mikel Arteta, we've got to understand that he is learning on the job. It's like if, if you if if you say to Harry, go and be an electrician today, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a journalist, a very good one, by the way. But if he was Thank to you. say, right, you're going to go and be a, be a, be an electrician today, right? There you go. There's your there's your uh, your, your, your cutters and there's your your uh, screwdriver. He will make mistakes. <laughs> Because he's learning on the job. You get a couple of shocks, wouldn't he? Like, you know, hey, 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 like. Especially if you're only sending him with a cutter and a screwdriver. But what I'm saying is, like, that's what that's what that he's going to make mistakes on the job. We have got to understand that because that is where we are, like, you know what I mean? That is where we are with him. And I, I understand got to see that he's now. Going to make got to see a change now. We've got to see a change with it now, though, Lee. We've got I to see Arteta. Yeah, he's got the plan A and it's not quite working. Does he make plan A better or does he go to plan B? Because he can't keep this work. It's, it's not working. So has got to change, Craig. It has. So, yes. Well, look, we've also said on the flip side of things, right, a lot of people are telling us that we've overreacted. A lot of people are telling us that, you know, it's we've 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 lost three games. Uh, people are telling us that we trust the process. To, and, and I agree with every single person in the chat and, you know, everyone's allowed their own opinion. Exactly. But be all and end all. Spark, yeah. They're right. They're right. <laughs> the, no, the be, the be all and end all of it is that they are actually right. Because <laughs> when you look at, when you look at a team like Liverpool, who were in, in exactly, who were in exactly the same position as us um, four or five years ago, now look at them. Um, with a manager who's gone in there, he's he's put his he's put his um, he's put his stamp on them, and arguably one of the best teams in Europe. Not saying that Arteta's going to do that, but so I probably agree with people that we are probably overreacting a little bit because he is he's only been here for you know he's he's come in, um, he's had no he's he's only had one transfer window. He's coming. The COVID coronavirus has hit. You know, it's put everything up in the air. So perhaps we do have to take a little step back and perhaps we shouldn't be, you know, but we're football supporters. We're not pundits here. Um, we're can, also, I just do a, know, can I just do a Graham and come in there, Craig? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I miss Graham, man. I miss Graham. Um, because the reason I, I'm going to come in there in terms of Liverpool is because do you think Liverpool fans would be a little bit peeved if in the first, say, three seasons, has it been now, Liverpool were still picking Balotelli and um, Sacco and Lucas Leiva, players like that, which have caused them, I don't know, mediocrity, yet we're not backing the manager because he is still having to play players from four or five years ago that were under Arsene Wenger. I think the fans would probably be frustrated with that. And I think they would sit there and go, why are we still playing Lucas in midfield? Why are we still playing Mamadou Sacco at the back? Why is it that Balotelli's still our forward? Why have we still got Maxi Rodriguez or some of the old players from years ago, Marino at left back? Klopp just changed it. He said, well, these ain't no good. Let's get these players in. And I know that you have to back the manager in with funds and stuff like that. But Liverpool hadn't spent that much money. If you look at the plan, you look at the teams they went out and bought them from. Hoffenheim, Leipzig, Hull City, Arsenal, Southampton. You know, they went and got the players that he needed to suit his style. And I think that I'm not so sure that Arteta's had that time yet. But 
for Emery and for uh, Freddie for the few games and for Arteta, he's not. They've not been able to get much out of this team, and that's why I'm a little bit harsh on them every year because I'm looking at them thinking, what am I seeing from these players? Are they improving? No. Are they still playing? Yes. Now, if a t- player's not been proving for the last few seasons, why is he still being put in there? And nobody wants these players. If you left them on the on, outside your house, no one would pick them up because they're that poor. So I don't unbelie- I don't actually believe that. Be allowed in. We- <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't <laughs> in these times, mate. Um, but you get my point. I think Liverpool fans would be really peeved if they were still playing those players for the last few years. And that's what's happening at Arsenal at the moment. You know, we're still playing the same players that have been letting us down, that have been coming fifth, fifth and eighth in the league. And we're still put, even, God, give them a chance, get behind them. It's only been six years that Mesut Ozil hasn't been with. I think I, I'm <laughs> done with this now. I'm done with this. I've had four years of Kalasanak, four years of Lacazette, four years of Bellerin, more than Bellerin. Mm. Let's do something different now. Let's see a new Arsenal. And it is going to take time. I don't think I can get behind these players anymore, the, these senior players that have been making the same mistakes. I, I find it very difficult. That's... I know Harry's different. He may disagree. But I find it very hard to get behind these players like Mustafi and Chaka and say, do you know what? It's only been four years, you're bad. This is your year. Go on. I'm behind you. So it's that's all I'm saying. It's the frustration. It is. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's 100%. the frustrating thing. Now, there's just a fellow in the comment. There's a fellow in the comment there saying, "Stop comparing Arteta to Klopp." I'm not comparing Arteta to nah. Klopp. I'm comparing the situation. That's completely different. Um, look, we go on to Manchester United, Harry. Uh, all right, we've got a game against Dundalk um, midweek. Now I know quite a lot about Dundalk. They're the best side in Ireland. Um, they've. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we laughing? They're going to bloody turn us over now. <laughs> yeah, they will. You watch them win against us. <laughs> We're just going to go home to our Irish expert, Craig. What do you think of Dundalk? Well, how, how many how, how many uh, Irish league games have you watched, Lee? <laughs> I haven't watched anything, God. Right, so shut up then. <laughs> right. Dundalk, good side. Um, well, What colour kit do they play in? White and black. Right, thank you. All right. Okay. Cork City beat them though in the cup final two years ago. I was there. Won the, won the double. No. First team, we, Cork City knocks them off their perch. Uh, and Cork City got relegated. Um, so, very sad. Very sad news. They got relegated this week. So uh, I ain't going to sleep tonight. Nah. But Dundalk, <laughs> they're a good side. They, they play some nice football. Um, whether, whether, whether it's up to standard or not is, is questionable. But they're a good side. I don't... They got here. They've qualified. So they've got to have, they've got to have a bit about them. Um, look, hmm. we shouldn't be losing to them, but for God's sake, who knows? This is Arsenal we're talking about. Um, look, will we, we be able to break them down? Probably not. Um, <laughs> perhaps we should bring in Mercer Ozil. Uh, it's a game we should win. It's a game we should win about eight nil. Um, but look, let's move on to Manchester United. What have we got to do, Harry, to to make sure that um, we don't come away? Because I'm not looking. I don't even want to watch it. I, I just don't want to watch it because um, I, I I feel I've I've got a horrible horrible feeling um, that we're going to get spanked. I feel a bit sorry for Mikel Arteta that that is the next Premier League game, and I'll tell you why. Because ordinarily, you'd say going to to Old Trafford. And setting up with a low block and being very organised and looking not to give away anything cheap 
would be seen by everybody as the right approach. Yet, because we keep having this massive debate about the creativity, the fact that we're not creating chances with enough regularity, if he does go and set up like that, which I think he will, um, I don't think he really gives a shit what people are saying. I think he will set up like that. And I think if it goes wrong, he'll get a lot of criticism again. I think Man United have got their faults. Um, but for all their faults, what they do have is they have a lot of attacking talent. I think Bruno Fernandes is an excellent player. I was commentating on United's game the other day, and I know it was a, a drab, dull affair between them and Chelsea. Um, but if anyone looked the most likely, it was probably United just about. They have got those kind of players that can cause us problems. And so this is was already going to be a difficult game to try and find the right balance. But now I feel like there's an added pressure on Mikel to open up a little bit and be that little bit more expansive. Put it this way, if we go there and we are defensive and we come away with a result, you're not going to hear me moaning about the approach because it's Man United away. Mm -hmm. And it's another one of those five or six Premier League games away from home in a season that anything you get is a bonus and you should just take it and move on. Um, let's not forget where we were last season and the fact that a draw at Old Trafford would be a good result considering our dreadful record there over the years. So I think he's got to go there and do what's been successful up until now for the most part in the games against the big sides. I don't expect him to open Arsenal up. I think he's going to go there, be defensive. Let's get a point. Let's get away from it. And that's another one. That's three of the five or yeah, five sort of killer away games that you really don't want out of the way already. And we'd only be seven games in. Dan, to get a draw at Man United in our form, because um, let's not let's you know let's not be too silly. They've got a good side. Um, mm. I've always, I think it's more their manager. I've always, I'm, I'm always of the opinion that once they get another manager in and get rid of get rid of Oli, they'll be a force again. Um, oh, of course they will. They, it's, it's until they get rid of him. Um, I think he he he's the problem. Um, a draw? Would you take a draw? I mean, if someone offered me a draw, I'd, I'd, I'd snatch their hand off. Snap uh, your hand off, mate. Is there, Absolutely. Is there, is, there, is there any way we can go to Old Trafford and get all three points? Of course there is. You know, Man United, this isn't the Man United in 99. So, of course, we can go there and get three points. Uh, but we're not going to get it playing like we are. And something's got to change, Craig. You know, he's got to put someone in there that's going to put some creativity into the side. Um, and he's got to try and play a Bamiyang down the middle so that when we do get chances, he's going to be there to tap him in and he's more reliable than Lacazette. So I think that's got to happen. I think we've got to see some changes. Um, I actually think uh, we're going to lose <laughs> uh, because the, the run we're on, the away record has been absolutely terrible against the big six. And it's a mentality issue. And we just can't seem to get across the line. Um, I don't expect it to be a thrashing. I think, again, it might even be another 1-0 or maybe even a 2-0 because the way we're playing at the moment, we are not... We're harder to harder to beat, but teams are still beating us, Craig. You know, people say we're hard to beat, but they're still we're still losing games. You know, Liverpool beating us, so have Leicester and so have Manchester City. Three good sides, by the way, but Man United are a good side. You know, and they've got some great forward players. Where we can get them and where we need to try and get them is we need to ping some balls at some of their weak players and we need to target some of their weaknesses. And obviously Harry Maguire is one of them. Luke Shaw I'm not a massive fan of. doesn't really matter who plays next to Lindelof. Uh, sorry, Maguire, whether it's Lindelof or Bailly, whoever it is. We need to target those players because that's where we can get in behind them and have the chance to put them away. But we need to take our chances. We can't be sitting there with three yards out and somebody misses a header. 
We can't deal with that. We have to put them chances away early. Now, last night, you can say that that goal, it would have changed the game. If that goes in and Lacazette puts the header in, of course it would. Yeah, you're 2-0 up and then we're, we're laughing. So that's how easy a game of football can change. Our front three at the moment, it just ain't happening. It's not at the races. And the bad thing about it, Craig, is you've got, when, when one of them's off form, you can just about forgive it. But when all three of them or all four of them mm. are off form, that's when it's a worry. So yeah. it's going to be difficult up at Old Trafford. It really is. And uh, I do predict a loss, unfortunately. I do. We'll give the final judgment to the judges. Um, <laughs> quite clever, that, isn't it? Um, yeah. The final judgment to the judges. Lee, should we be going to Old Trafford and playing the same kind of game that Leicester did last night? 100%. I've got no problem with that away from home. I've got no problem with us going to Liverpool and trying to get a carve out a draw. You know, if if a Bamiang and uh, so was it Lacazette in that game and took his chance, took his chance, we might have nicked a one-one and we said that's a good point. I think a Bamiang missed a good chance against City. We could have got a point from that game there, keeping the game away from home. It's at home where I've got the problem about creativity and things like that. That's when you've got to you've got to have your, your flair players and be a little bit more creative. When you're going away from home to to the likes of Manchester United, Liverpool, and um, I don't want us going gung-ho because we've gone gung-ho in the past and got got beaten quite comfortably. So, like, let's stay in the game and try and nick something. It's just exactly what Leicester done. Defend properly. And it, it seems on the break. Now, do you know what? When Arsenal in their, in their prime under Wenger, they used to do that away from home quite a lot. Mm. It wasn't all, what, like... Uh, brilliant uh, basketball football and everything like that. There were times when they used to just hit, suck them in, hit them on the break. Henri, on a lovely ball from Fabregas, Henri, bang, goal. That was that was done very, very often, you know, but we had a front front players then that could uh, be destroy you with pace, power and and, and, and and things like that. So I think it's, we've got to just defend well, defend properly, play, play it hard and, and hit them on the break. Look at Tottenham. They they won easily there by defending well and hit them on the break. They, they, you know, they're and, and hitting Tottenham, uh, sorry, hitting Man United in their weak areas. You know, Manchester United and Chelsea, uh, all the money that, that both teams have spent were very negative in that game, by the way, on Saturday. But no one's sort of slagging them off about it. You know, Manchester United couldn't break them down and Chelsea didn't really go there with any sort of ambition. So I don't see why... Arsenal have got to go there with uh, and, and be open all up for the for the sake of the entertainment people. I think at the end of the day we've got to go there, shut up shop, defend well, and hit them on the break. But then you know I, what I want to see is it's not struggling against the likes of Dundalk and then against Villa at home at the Emirates in a couple of weeks' time. And then before we go to Leeds, we have to do the same thing. Then when we got Wolves, we open up like a like a nice flower. And then in the game against um. Uh, Tottenham, we go back defensive and hit them on the break again. And that's what we've got to do. I don't see anything wrong with that. I'll take a draw against Man United. But the, the fact of the matter is that we've, this, I've, I, we we never do well at Old Trafford. We've been very, very poor. I'll take a draw so against I'll take a point. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a point. I'll take a point. I'll take a point. I'll take anyone's point. Um, look, we'll... Uh, <laughs> look. Dan's talking, look, and he, we can't hear him. Very unprofessional. Sorry, mate. I was on mate. mute, mate. Sorry, Very mate. Very unprofessional. And he, he's supposed <laughs> to be a presenter, isn't he? I was, 
I was just saying those those fixtures for us. It ain't it ain't great, is it? Let's be honest. No, it's not. Tough. They're looking good. I know they don't. There's no easy games, but we must have some easier ones after that. Because if it's after Wolves, we got Spurs. Then surely it goes to some easier ones after that. It's a real struggle, isn't it? Well, so. Let's hope so. Thank you let's very just, much. Yeah, go ahead. For you all. No, sorry, Harry. Go on, mate. I was just going to say, let's just, for all the the stuff we've slagged Arsenal off about tonight. You know, we did win the FA Cup against some really good sides. We did. Yeah, exactly. It's not doom and gloom. And there's no reason why we can't get results out of these games. So let's, yeah. let's uh, look forward to them. Keep the fight. Keep the fight. And get, exactly. and get, behind, get behind Chaka and Mustafi. Come on. I think it was just um, the way we lost last night, I think, was, <laughs> which is which got to me. Well, really. Listen, we, are, we might have criticised him. I'm not criticised. I'm asking questions of Mikel Arteta. As far yeah. as I'm yeah. concerned, he's still the main man. He's my man at the Absolutely. moment, and, and and I'm still backing him. I know you can do it, Mikel. Danny understands. Do look, Danny understands. Great show, gents. We saw every emotion tonight. That's what football's about. Look, yeah, exactly. Cool. He's dead right, Danny. Shout out to Danny. Well, he's dead right. Look, we're just normal. Ass. We're just fans. You know, we. Well, arguably, Harry could be. We could class Harry as a. German. Nah, I'm still an Arsenal yeah. fan. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. We're just four normal blokes who've come on here to talk about last night's game. I'm sure some people agree with us. I'm sure some people don't agree with us. Completely fine by us. Um, thank you very much. 500 of you uh, watched us live this evening. Uh, amazing numbers. So thank you very much. If you could do one, me one more favour before we go is hit the like button if you haven't liked it already. Now, Harry is doing a live show at nine o'clock straight after this. Uh, with what's his name, please, Harry? I can't, oh, Adrian Clark. Adrian, Adrian Clark. Clark. Oh, I always forget his name. Yeah. Sorry. Harry is live on the Chronicles of Guna with Adrian Clark straight after this. So head over to Harry's channel, Chronicles of Guna, and watch another superb show. I always watch them ones myself. They're always brilliant. So head over there, Chronicles of Guna. Get over there and watch Harry with Adrian Clark. Cheers, Dan, mate. You will be doing the team talk um, on Friday night. Friday, Friday night, Manchester United. Uh, so get over there and su uh, support Dan's show. Seven o'clock start? Yes, mate. Possibly seven o'clock, up past seven. But get over there. That will yeah. be on Friday. Tomorrow night, you've got same old Arsenal USA. So if anyone wants to watch that, um, I think it's on at about two o'clock in the morning for for Europe. But if any anyone wants to watch that, head over there. It will be on the channel. Uh, if you're in America, I believe it's 6.30 or six o'clock PST and nine o'clock EST. Uh, you can watch same old Arsenal uh, USA. Dan, thanks for coming along tonight. It's been absolutely superb. Harry, thank you, thank boys. you very Loved much, it. mate. Um, thank you very much for your insight, as always. And judges, thank you very much, sir. Um, no always problems. A, always always a, a pleasure. Never always a, a pleasure. Never a chore. Never, never a chore. Never a chore. Thank yeah, you. Be on time. Be on time next time. Yeah, judges. be on time next time. Last, <laughs> last thing. Last next thing. time in the football. I don't... You can ask who got the winner if you want, but you don't have who to. Who got the winner? <laughs> <laughs> One of them ones where he was, he was running out of the box and it hit him on the head and went in. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> what, but, what but was you wearing your lead judge's boots? No, 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 no. No, it's, we're, we're, it's five or six aside, so... Uh, I wear my old ones, right? No, not not oh, me, right. not me judge, not me red and white flash judges ones. No, no, they just come out on a on a Sunday at the vets. Mm. Quality and score. Chris and Wim, first game I played with him, bang, in it yeah. went. Get in there, get in there. Even own goals count, do they? Anyway. 
Thanks very much indeed. See you all again next week, Monday, um, half past seven, probably seven, half seven, eight o'clock. Who knows? We'll see you all then. Thanks very much for watching. Uh, until we see you again, take care of yourselves and each other. Up the Arsenal. Thank you, Gunners. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.